It is Tuesday, September 29th, 2020, and you are tuned into Dirt Tracker Daily. I'm Justin Fiedler. Today on the show, I wanted to dig into some numbers again and take a look at some of the drivers that have made marked improvements this season with the different series in the dirttracker.com analytics section. Some are full-time guys. Others are drivers who've made the most of some limited starts. Uh, two of the drivers I'll mention kind of right at the top are guys we've talked about before in Logan Schuhart and Cade Dillard. Dillard ran in 2019 as a rookie with the Ward of Outlaws Late Model Series as, and has made a big leap in his second season. He's got two wins this year, has led twice as many laps as he did a year ago, and has more top fives and top tens. He's qualifying about two and a half positions better this year, and that has set him up for more success through the night. It shows with 12 heat wins versus one last year. His heat race plus minus is much better at plus eight versus minus 22 last season, which also aids in better starting positions in features. His average feature start is three and a half spots better, leading to a feature finish that is three spots better. He's become a regular nightly contender with the series and is four spots higher in the standings this season because of it. But the way things are shaking out right now, I would guess that he would probably stay in that third position right behind Brandon Shepard and Ricky Weiss this year. As for Logan Schuhart, his continued improvement in recent seasons has made him a serious challenger in 2020 for the World of Outlaws Sprint Car Series title. In comparing 2020 to 2019 for Schuhart, it's important to note that the Outlaws have run far fewer races this season because of the pandemic and will end up with somewhere around probably 20 less races. Uh, so when you kind of see that Schuhart has less wins, less top fives, less top tens, less heat wins, less dash wins, uh, certainly remember that those things are actually happening at a much higher clip this year than they happened last year. Um, in 2019, he won eight of 76 races, which is about 10 and a half percent of the races. In 2020, he's won six of 45, which is over 13 percent of the races. He's finishing in the top five 23% more often and in the top 10 17% more often. He's qualifying a full spot better, starting races 1.4 spots higher, and finishing races 1.6 positions better. What's also interesting about Schuhart is that he's also led the series each of the last two seasons in feature plus minus, which is the difference from your starting position versus your finishing position at the end of the race. So even though he's qualifying and starting uh, better, he's also still passing cars once the green flag drops. In 2019, he averaged about plus three each night. Well, this season he's gaining 3.2 spots on average per night. Uh, so all of that certainly has kept him in the hunt all season. Right now he's 40 points back of Brad Sweet for that championship. Uh, but just goes to show you that improvement for him just keeps getting better and better and better. A driver that has benefited from being able to race nearly full-time with the Outlaws this season is Parker Price Miller. The extra seat time along with guidance from Philip Dietz has meant big time imp improvement for PPM in 2020. Philip Dietz is a guy we've talked on the show a little bit, a guy that I've tweeted about a ton. He just does not get enough credit for the things he's doing between David Gravel and Parker Price Miller's team. He's effectively crew chiefing both cars. He, he owns Parker Price Miller's car um, and, and just, you know, uh, as competitive as those two teams continue to be on a nightly basis, David Gravel would be right there in the, in the title fight um, if he hadn't missed those couple of races. And Parker Price Miller is just way better this year than he has been in past seasons. So far this year, he's made all 45 starts versus 27 in 2019. He had a win this year back at 34 Raceway in July to go along with five top fives and 21 top tens. All of his averages are dramatically better, including qualifying on average about three and a half spots better. His average start is about three and a half spots better, and his average finish is nearly six positions better than it was uh, over last season. He's still negative in feature plus minus for the year. Um, he was negative last year, but he's actually improved there as well. He's losing less positions at the start of features than he did last year. Um, so all of that is definitely going to add up um, to 
to a, a much better year from PPM than we've seen in the past. Um, and it looks like he will get his first top 10 uh, finish in World of Outlaws points this season, being able to run that full schedule. And if he continues on this course, I would imagine that that will only continue to get better. Um, he's a guy with a couple of wins. Um, you know, it's certainly talented. I, that's that seat time, I think, is just so important for guys like him. And, and getting that opportunity to run a lot more races this year has certainly paid off for him. A driver that isn't running a series full-time this season, but who has made a mark in limited starts is Ricky Thornton Jr. He's made 12 starts with the World of Outlaws late models and 15 starts with the Lucas late models. He ran his modified full-time in, er, in 2019 and is splitting his time this season between the modified and the late model. He's got an outlaw win at Jackson Motorplex back in May and has led laps with both series, including during his second place run last Friday night at Brownstown with Lucas. Josh Richards ended up winning that race, but Ricky Thornton Jr. was right there with him. Between the two series, he's got eight top fives and 12 top tens and has been a factor often with seven finishes of third or better. He's definitely one to keep an eye on in coming weeks and years as he improves in the super late model. It seems like there's starting to be more and more of these guys that have run well and the modified in the past and are kind of making that jump up into uh, late model territory. Um, if you go back to the Dirt Tracker Conversations episode I did with Mike McKinney, he's a guy that's trying to make that transition from modifieds into late models. And like he talked about, there's similar horsepower and things like that between the two cars, but with a late model, you've got obviously a much wider tire than you do for a modified. So it's not a super difficult transition for those modified guys to make that jump into late models and to be successful. And Ricky Thornton Jr. is an example of that. Another driver that has made the most of limited starts is Cale Conley with the All-Star Circuit of Champions. He picked up a win back in July at Sharon Speedway during Ohio Sprint Speed Week and has led 61 laps in 2020 versus only six in 2019. He's got five more top fives and six more top tens in 2020 than he did last year. And his the number of starts is pretty similar. He actually had a few less starts in 2019 than he has had in 2020, but just much better this year. His average feature start is nearly six positions better and his average finish is nearly seven positions better. His team is really focused on and made the most of those Ohio starts with the All-Stars, uh, but he did run well at East Bay back in February as well, finishing out the weekend with a sixth-place run there. He's also uh, made some outlaw starts this year. He was in the feature uh, over the weekend between Lernerville and Wayne County as well. Uh, so a very solid improvement for Cale Conley uh, this season in the sprint car. Speaking of the All-Stars, Corey Eliason's growth as a full-time competitor from 2019 to 2020 made him a serious challenger to Aaron Reitzel for this year's championship. Championship. He's got three wins this season versus two last year. He's led 46 more laps and has seven more top fives. His qualifying average is nearly two spots better with average start and average finish also improved this year. He's most likely, most likely going to come up short in his bid for the title, but he certainly didn't make it easy on Reitzel down the stretch. He's just one of those guys, you know, again, more seat time, more experience, his second year in that routine 26. You know, all of those things kind of help get those guys further along, that continuity, things can gel more. Um, and as he goes back to some of these tracks for, you know, the second time, third time, fourth time, that's just going to make him better and better with that experience. Uh, and you saw that this season. You know, obviously, we don't know what's going to happen with Elias in the future, if he's going to continue running with the All-Stars or what the plans are for that Redeem 26. Uh, but he's certainly one of those names nationally that you're going to see up front on a regular basis between the Outlaws and the All-Stars, a guy that's got Outlaw wins as well. I feel like we often kind of get lost in the same drivers and the same storylines on a weekly basis. So it's kind of nice to jump in periodically and take a look and see who else is running well and, and see who else is improving, which is kind of why I wanted to do what I did with the show today. As for the analytics section, I've got several new 
stats and numbers to add in the coming days, so stay tuned for that. I'm working on some additions to help see who is kind of trending up and down. I've got a little bit of that right now. You can kind of see the, the average finish over the last five races, last 10 races, and then kind of who's hot for each series. Um, but I'm going to kind of drill down and do a little bit more of that. Um, I've also want to add some different percentages, win percentages and things like that. Um, and then I've got a request for some extra dash stats. And I'd then also like to add the ability to find results just by racetrack. How, like kind of how I, how I have with the drivers right now, where you can just go kind of click on the individual driver pages. I like to do the same thing where you can just go click on a track and then see all of the races that are associated with that track, you know, no matter whether it's Outlaws, All-Stars, you know, Lucas, whatever it is. So that uh, those are all additions that will certainly be coming in the, uh, in the next days, weeks, things like that. So there's a lot of data, a lot of information available in these results. And, and you know, all of that stuff can kind of come together to help tell the story of these races. Um, and so it's something I just I need to kind of keep building on and, and keep, you know, adding to that to be able to extract all of that information. So plenty more to come to the analytics section. So stay, stay tuned for all of that. There's a new Dirt Tracker Conversations episode out today. This one is number seven. I chatted with Knoxville Raceway 360 sprint car driver Jamie Ball about a bunch of different topics, including his journey to sprint cars, selling real estate in Iowa, attempting the Knoxville Nationals, and a whole lot more. You can find the episode in this podcast feed on the Dirt Tracker YouTube channel or at dirttracker.com daily. The only thing on the dirttracker.com streaming schedule today is USAC 24-7 on Flow Racing. It's a pretty quiet uh, week for not only dirt racing, but streams also. Um, action will kind of kick back up again as we get a little bit closer to the weekend, so we'll keep you posted on that. There are a bunch of new photos in rotation at dirttracker.com, thanks to Paul Arch and Dan McFarland, including a ton of stuff from Eldora and the Governor's Reign. If you are or know of a photographer that like to have their stuff featured at dirttracker.com, you can DM Dirt Tracker on Twitter or email info at dirttracker.com com with submissions. You can watermark them, not watermark them, don't care. Um, let me know your online gallery URL because I will certainly link to that as well. And if, you, if you jump on Dirt Tracker, if you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, just jump on the main page. I've got three places in there where I've got uh, photos kind of featured. And as you refresh, those uh, photos kind of rotate. I've got, I think, 50 or 60 photos right now kind of in that rotation. So you'll kind of see new stuff there all the time. And I continue to add as, as I get more submissions. But if you're a photographer or if you know a photographer looking for a place to get their stuff uh, posted, let me know and I can certainly add them to the mix. Uh, that's it for the show today. Hope everybody has a good Tuesday. You can find Dirt Tracker Daily on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or where you get podcasts. Please subscribe and leave a review. You can also watch the show every day on YouTube and Facebook. You can email the show at info at dirttracker.com and you can follow along at facebook.com slash dirttracker, twitter.com slash dirttracker, and the website itself, dirttracker.com. You can follow me personally on Twitter at Justin underscore Fiedler and don't forget to sign up for the Dirt Tracker weekly newsletter. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We'll see you tomorrow for more Dirt Tracker Daily.